Welcome to What's Going On, the weekly podcast and videocast of First United Methodist Church in Yankton, South Dakota. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of What's Going On. I am Pastor Katie Ricky here at First United Methodist Church in Yankton, South Dakota, and I'm glad that you could join me for this episode. Today, I am going to veer away from my sermon series a little bit and just talk about something that's kind of been on my mind and on my heart a little bit. Uh, but before I jump into that, I do want to remind you, if you haven't heard already, our church is ha- going back into a mask mandate uh, for a while. Uh, the numbers here in Yankton with COVID-19 Uh, are quite high and the transmission rate is considered very high. And so our COVID task force, which is made up of medical professionals that are members of our church, uh, have deemed that our best response as a church to care for ourselves and for our neighbors is to uh, have an indoor mask mandate. We're not going to be changing anything else in the life of the church. And so um, everything that is kind of scheduled to be happening will be happening. It just might be adapted a little bit to accommodate the masking. So I just want to get that out of the way, but it's also part of the reason that I started to think about uh, this topic of um you know, the things that that we do because of our faith. Uh, And so one of the things that I would argue that we are doing because of our faith is wearing masks, even if um, maybe we don't see the need for it or we feel like masking might be um, persecuting us in some way. Um, I I wanna challenge that idea a little bit. One, in that masking is such a minor thing that we can do. Uh, to love and care for one another. Um, It really doesn't prevent us from being the church at all, Um, but also just to explore within uh, within the biblical narrative as well as church history what it really looks like for the church to have been persecuted because the truth is the church has been persecuted over time and around the world and that continues today But for those of us who live here in America, that is not really the reality that we have. We are free to worship. We are free to uh, choose what we believe and to uh, express that openly and freely without any fear of um, persecution, without fear of death, Uh, not without consequences, um, not without maybe people not liking what we're saying, but but we, we don't have to be afraid of being arrested because of the faith that we profess. Um, and that's not been the case. In fact, what we see in Acts, which I guess I am going back to my sermon series here a little bit, but what we see in Acts right away, you know, the early Christians are, are persecuted. Uh, first from the Jews, we see that Saul, uh, who becomes Paul later, uh, is a Jewish person who's going around and arresting Christians and and, and throwing them into jail and and ultimately, um, for some, taking their lives. Uh, And so we see from the very early church uh, being a Christian as being uh, a really dangerous prospect for people, which is strange, considering the teachings of Christianity, which are very peaceful, which are very loving and grace-filled, but it was such a threat to people. And so uh, from the very early church, we see that. We see in the book of Acts also the account of the very first martyr, who was Stephen. Stephen, we see uh, just this past week, his name showed up in our scripture passage because Stephen was uh, 
nominated to be one of the, the six people who helped organize caring for the widows in the church. And so, you know, this is someone who's not uh, particularly violent or anything, but uh, he shares his faith openly and honestly and with compassion and conviction. And he is stoned to death. Um, in in the, the pages of scripture, we see that. Now, when I came to faith, it was about 20 years ago, uh, and, and the really kind of popular uh, music at the time was like DC Talk and Newsboys. And DC Talk had an album come out called Jesus Freaks. Uh, and they had a song called Jesus Freak. If you don't know it, I'd encourage you to look it up. Uh, what would people think if they knew that I'm a Jesus Freak? What would people do when they find that it's true? Um, anyway, along with that, DC Talk partnered with an organization called The Voice of the Martyrs, and they released a book called Jesus Freaks. Actually, they released two books. This is volume one, this is volume two, and they also have, which I do not currently have on my shelf, there was another one that was like a journal for, for reading through these as well. And these are all stories of martyrs. A martyr is someone who dies for their faith. They die because they are a Christian. They don't die as a Christian because of some other reason. They die because of their Christian faith. And these are all stories throughout the church history of people who have died for their faith. I also have um, from the same, The Voice of the Martyrs, a devotional called Extreme Devotion, Daily Devotional Stories of Ancient and Modern Day Believers Who Sacrificed Everything for Christ, from the co-authors of Jesus Freaks, which are the books that I just showed you. There are stories after stories after stories from around the world, from throughout time, but even in modern day, of people who were imprisoned, and who were really persecuted for their faith, for believing in Jesus, for, for speaking that name, for, for claiming the power of Christ. And I think sometimes we can get into a bad habit of using that word persecution uh, to mean things that are inconveniences or things that we just don't like very much. Um, I think it's a word that gets thrown around and maybe it shouldn't be. Because I think that true persecution leads to things like martyrs, leads to things like people who have given their life because of what they believe and how when we equate having to wear a mask or um, maybe having a company that doesn't uh, say Merry Christmas instead of Happy Holidays as persecution, I think we're belittling their legacy. I think we are um, taking for granted uh, what they experience and what they've gone through and the fact that we are really so free and so um, blessed to, to worship and gather as we do that I think we often take that for granted um, and, and not realize that for so many um, they gave their life for much less. Um, and it really we see that even in the very early church and and I think this kind of ties into it, but I think early Christians really had a sense that um, being a Christian did not guarantee a safe and good life. Um, we were talking today, uh, I lead the, a New Testament study, and we were um, reading through the, the letters of First and Second Peter and Jude, and we were commenting on how part of these letters 
the apostles are preparing the early Christians for persecution. They're, they're telling them straight up that your life is not going to be easy becoming a Christian. It's going to be worth it, but it's not going to be easy. And I think sometimes we have a belief within us that that uh, if God is on our side, then things are going to be easy and things are going to be great. And God is never going to ask us to do things that are hard or difficult or challenging or dangerous. Um, and I, that's just not really what we see in scripture. That's not really what we see throughout the church history. In fact, what we see is um, people who are truly uh, Believers in the faith are people who are willing to risk it all for Jesus, people who are willing to lay down their lives for others, people who are willing um, to put themselves in harm's way for the sake of something greater than themselves, for the sake of God, for the sake of the gospel, uh, for the sake of others knowing Jesus Christ. And we see that again from the very beginning. And you would think that, you know, what would it have been like to be a disciple of Jesus, to be one of those who were called initially, to get to spend that time with him for those three years in ministry, following him around, being sent out themselves to do ministry, and then following his death and resurrection, really establishing the church in the known world at the time. But what we see for almost all of them is that they typically did not live to old age. Almost all of them were killed for their faith. Almost all of them uh, were persecuted in some way, shape, or form. If you were reading through the New Testament this summer, you know the amount of times that Paul spent in prison, uh, only to again later be persecuted. Peter was um, crucified like Christ, but he crucified upside down because he said he wasn't worthy to die in the same manner as Christ. Um, so we see constantly that um, the Christian faith doesn't always lead to the safest life, but it leads to a life of importance. It leads to a life of substance. It leads to a life of, um, to eternal life. Uh, that this life here on earth is not the final say. It's not all that there is, that there's more to it. Um, and so again, kind of putting everything in to perspective. One, to understand that um, sometimes we're going to be asked things because of our faith that make us uncomfortable. Sometimes we're going to be asked to give up things that we don't really want to give up uh, for the sake of our faith and for the sake of others. Sometimes uh, we're going to be put in difficult situations and it's not fair, um, but it's the reality. And it reminded me of a song that I once heard growing up in church, and it's not a song that is in our Methodist hymnal, but I did find it in my Lutheran hymnal that I still have on my shelf. It actually has my name, my name on it because it was a gift when I was confirmed in the Lutheran church. Uh, and it's a song that's called They Cast Their Nets. <clears throat> and I remember flipping through the hymnal one day during church. I'm sure none of you do this. Uh, but I would have a tendency that if I was not really paying attention to what was going on, I would like to look through all the songs in the hymnal. And I came across this one, and I remember singing it once in church. And it was just unlike any hymn I had ever heard. And I was like, what is this? And so I want to uh, share it with you. So it's called, They Cast Their Nets. They cast their nets in Galilee, just off the hills of brown. Such happy, simple fisher folk, 
Before the Lord came down, before the Lord came down. Contented, peaceful fishermen, before they ever knew the peace of God that filled their hearts, brimful and broke them to brimful and broke them too. Young John who trimmed the flapping sail, homeless in Patmos died. Peter who hauled the teeming net, head down was crucified, head down was crucified. The peace of God, it is no peace, but strife closed in the sod. Yet let us pray for but one thing, the marvelous peace of God, the marvelous peace of God. So the song is comparing how uh, John and Peter, who started off as fishermen, how their lives ended up, that John ended up uh, homeless in Patmos. He was uh, isolated on this island. It's where he wrote the book of Revelation and where he died. And then Peter, um, who, as I said before, was crucified upside down, uh, but the same, meeting the same fate as Jesus. Uh, <clears throat> But it's that last last verse that I want us to contemplate today. The peace of God, it is no peace, but strife closed in the sod. Yet let us pray for but one thing, the marvelous peace of God. The marvelous peace of God. That the peace of God, it isn't about an absence of conflict or an absence of danger or an absence of um, hard things in life, but the peace of God is what sustains us through those things. Um, knowing that whatever we face, that we have God within us, that God is empowering us and working through us, and that ultimately our life is to be controlled and to be uh, uh, sacrificed to God. Um, it reminds me actually of um, C.S. Lewis wrote uh, the children's series, The Chronicles of Narnia. And uh, I remember in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, I think it was in that book. Anyway, they're talking about Aslan returning, and Aslan is the lion, and, and also the god figure in this series. And uh, they, see, they see him, uh, and he's walking between them and a river, and, and the children are so thirsty. I don't think it's the first one. Um, if you know what book I'm talking about, that would be really helpful. Um, you can comment below. But they're they're thirsty, and and there's a stream. But Aslan is between them and the stream, and they're afraid to go to the stream. They're afraid to get water, and they and they say, "Is it safe? Is it is it safe to go by by Aslan?" And the others say, "Aslan is good, but he's not safe. He is good, but he is not safe." Our faith calls us to be good, but our faith doesn't necessarily always call us into safety or into comfort or into our preferences. Instead, our faith 
calls us uh, to sacrifice and our faith calls us into places that make us uncomfortable and to situations where we may rather not be. But God's spirit is empowering us to go. And so I would encourage you, as especially as we're going through the series on Acts, how is God calling you to be uncomfortable for the faith? What are the things that God is asking you to give up? What are the preferences that you wish you had, but you know that for the sake of others and for the sake of the gospel, it's important that you let those things go. Um, remembering always that we are truly blessed to have a God who is so generous to be with us, a God who loves us, um, a God who has given us so much. Let us not be afraid to make some sacrifices for our faith. Let us not be afraid to ask for that peace of God that is good and will allow us to face whatever we need to face in our lifetime with calmness in our souls. And, and if God is asking, let us not be willing to hold back even our own lives for the sake of others. And everything that leads up to that, let us be willing to give of ourselves to give of our time, to give of some of the things that we would want so that others may come to know Jesus. So I hope to see you uh, this coming Sunday. It is Communion Sunday. Uh, in the second service, we're going to be in welcoming some new members into the church, and so that's very exciting. And then please don't forget that on Sunday, September 12th, we are having one service at 10 o'clock. Uh, followed by a meal and um, some activities and things for the youth to really kick off our Sunday school, youth group, uh, confirmation, adult studies, all of that fun stuff. And so uh, things are happening in the life of the church, but they're happening right now wearing a mask. And so please don't let that be a deterrent for you, but know that uh, we are doing everything we can to keep you and your family safe so that you can come and be a part of this community of faith and worship together. Uh, and hopefully God will continue to bless what we do and that soon uh, we can be through this challenge and, and seeing what God has in store for us. Because I know it's good. I know that God is faithful and that God is awesome and that good things are happening. So hopefully we'll see you in worship this week. God bless. Thank you for joining us on this episode of What's Going On, a video and audio podcast of First United Methodist Church in Yankton, South Dakota. We'd love to have you join us for worship on Sundays, and we have two options available. 9 a.m. is our contemporary service, and 10.30 a.m. is our traditional service. You can find those online as well at our website, www.firstumcyankton.org, or on YouTube. 